Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Do you have the tendency to start things and then lose the focus and energy to make it happen? Have you ever wondered if there's a secret to self-discipline? Like there was some unknown strategy that successful people know, but you don't? Well, today I'm joined again by Coach Sue Thomas, and we're answering that exact question. In this Ask the Coach episode, we'll be talking about how you can increase your self-discipline and how you can achieve the outcomes you really want. So if you've ever struggled with getting the things done that you want to accomplish, then listen in as we discuss the secret to self-discipline. All right, today I'm joined by a very special guest who will be helping me answer your most burning questions about how to achieve breakthrough results in your life, work, and relationships. You met her already. Her name is Sue Thomas. She is a communication expert. She speaks five languages. She's a certified human behavior consultant. She's a master hypnosis consultant, certified master practitioner, and trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, an elite results coach with Robbins Research International. She's an acclaimed speaker, everybody. She's an executive coach who helps people have it all. And she is my own personal coach, and I'm so very excited to reintroduce you to my friend, my coach, an all-around extraordinary human being, Miss Sue Thomas. Sue, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great to be back. I'm honored to be back. Awesome. This is good. We can give more help. This is great. Yeah, we had such a great reception to the last episode we did where people got to hear some different perspectives from different coaches and hear how we might tackle the problems uh, differently and see some different perspectives that I just had to have you back and maybe we'll make this a regular thing. Who knows? Okay, there you go. Awesome. A whole whole sequel and it could just roll right out. That's right. Nice. (laughs) So uh, today we're going to be talking about a question that one of our listeners wrote that I think you and I probably get quite a bit as coaches from our own clients. And the question we're going to be answering today comes from listener Susan, who wants to know, is there a secret to self-discipline? Is there a secret to self-discipline? Now, Susan actually wrote this whole extra sentence, so I'd like to give that to you as well. And we'll talk about what that means as the show goes on. She wrote, is there a secret to self-discipline? And then she wrote, I seem to start many endeavors, but lose my focus and energy after a brief period, which only reinforces my perception of a lack of self-discipline. So I'm sure none of our listeners can relate to Susan at all. What do you think? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Susan's the only one on the whole planet who has ever, ever wondered this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's, she's had the courage to be able to ask the question. So I'm really glad. Yeah. This is, this is another one that comes up very often. Yes. And I'm sure lots of listeners are listening with deep appreciation for Susan, who was courageous enough to ask us this question because it's something that a lot of us struggle with. So there's a couple of really interesting things in, in the question that she asked. Okay. So asking if there's a secret and then kind of going into a bit of a, a background. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing is there's actually 
two questions inherent here. So the first one is, is there a secret to self-discipline? And the second question is, um, how to not lose my focus and energy, right? Because she's yes. like, she says that I seem to start many things, but I lose it. So the, I, the question I think inherent in that is, how do I stop doing that, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the third part is which I think is interesting, and a lot of us do this, is that we find that we do something and we automatically make a meaning of it. Yes. So I lose my focus and therefore it reinforces the fact that I have no self-discipline. Yeah, the way I see myself. The way I see myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I keep losing my focus. I keep, I keep doing this, losing my focus, losing my energy. Therefore, I don't have self-discipline. Whereas we've just... We've just made two separate things. We've connected them when they're not actually connected. Yes. So we're going to address that too. Yeah. Well, maybe we should work backwards. I think we might want to start there because the story influences the actions that you take, right? It does. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to start at the beginning though. I'm okay. Gonna, okay. Go I'm back to the question. Work, I'm going to work up to that though. All right. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Is there a secret to self-discipline, Sue Thomas? No. I agree. <laughs> is no secret, but what might be a secret it, to, to most of us is what self-discipline is. Okay. So there's not a secret to doing it. It's what is self-discipline. And self-discipline is just the promise you make with yourself. Excellent definition. So there, there's not a secret about that. It's just the promise. You either, you make a promise and you keep it or you don't. So that's, right. that's no different than you making a promise to a friend or a family member, a loved one, whatever. You make a promise, you either keep it or you don't. It's not normally a reflection on your discipline and your ability with other people. Self-discipline is just about the promises you keep to yourself. Yes, I would agree completely. So those of us that want to keep our word with others we might find that we put more effort on keeping our word to other people than we do to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Some of us are naturally more um, people-focused. So that is that doesn't mean you like people. It just means that you enjoy the and need the reinforcement of other people. So the acknowledgement and all that kind of stuff, that is not a negative thing. Right. Just know yourself. Yeah. It's knowing yourself. So that is a great person who makes a great coach. They make a great, um, great, by the way, they, they even did this in some studies. They made sure that people focused people were who they hired as customer service representatives because they actually cared about the person. Exactly. Yeah. And they got better responses. Some of us, we don't need somebody else to validate us, to acknowledge us. We don't need it. Right. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that either. That's, that's fantastic. So you might naturally might find it easier to keep the promises to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes those people find it easier to, if, if that's who we are, if that's who I am, it might be easier for me to keep my promise to myself. And uh, what I might do is not keep my promise to other people. Yeah. Okay. So then we're so having the opposite issue. We're then we're having the opposite, but it's not about <laughs> discipline. Right. 
It's not truly about discipline. It's just a promise that you're keeping to yourself. So we just need to focus. I just don't want somebody to think that they lack discipline. First of all, you want to know who you're comparing yourself to and why. But yes. it's a promise you keep to yourself. And if that's important to you, then that's something to take a look at. What, what do you think about? Well, so just, I thought what was interesting, that last uh, comment you just made keyed me in on something that an old coach mentor told me many, many, many moons ago that I've used with every client ever since, which is, uh, you know, comp comparing yourself with others is never useful. And in a coaching relationship, um, the only comparison that should ever be made is between you and your best self, you know? Mm. And it's about living up to who you believe you are. And more. we know when we have more in the tank, which I think is a little bit behind this question as well. Like it's it's that feeling that we know we have more to give, we have more to do. We know that there's there are things that we're leaving on the table, we'll say, uh, mm -hmm. every day or every week or every month. Um, and before we know it, you know, years are going by and we're not getting things done that we wanted. Um, to me, self-discipline isn't is I love your definition by the way the uh, making promises to yourself that you keep I guess to me what I hear Susan asking is then how do I keep my promises better right and you know so for me uh it's the it's the ritual of where I place my focus because my actions I mean I can command my behavior if I want uh it won't last very long as many of us know right we could we could uh, say, for instance, you know, using weight loss, uh, the the you know the struggle for many many people, uh, myself included. You know, when when if I command my behavior, and I tell myself to do this because it's good for me, and I just use my willpower alone, I might make it a few days. For some of us, maybe that might last a little longer. I don't know, but if I don't find something that's pulling me into it, an outcome that I want to achieve for reasons that engage my emotions and my purpose. And, and my actions will float along with that as long as I know where I'm headed and I keep my eyes on the prize. Now, if I lose my focus, my self-discipline goes out the window as well. So that's been my you know, journey up till now. And I've seen lots of clients struggle with the same thing. If they lose focus, then they might say something like what we're hearing from Susan here. Am I losing my self-discipline? No, not losing your self-discipline. But if we, you know, lose sight of what we really truly want, then those actions that we're taking every day lose meaning. What do you think about that? Um, I think that there's a lot of really good points that you've mentioned that is going to help Susan and I want to offer it from a completely different perspective. Good. That's what we're here so, for. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to give her, you know, a few ways to look at it. Yeah. Um, so the fact that she starts many endeavors, but loses her focus and energy, she's equated that in, in just in this mess in, in her, question. Yes. She's equated the fact that she does that to lacking self-discipline. Mm -hmm. So I might ask her 
a question as to where she tied those two together. But since, you know, Susan's been kind enough to submit the, the question, but we don't have her here to be able to, to ask, I'm going to offer some options because it might answer some questions that some, some of the people that are listening might have in their head. Yes. So if you find yourself to be somebody who starts things, but then loses your focus and energy. So is anybody guilty of that? Okay. <laughs> Just a few I, of us. My hand is raised. I don't know. I I've, don't got, know. I've got both hands Yours. up. Yeah. There you go. Right. So, and have we uh, ever beaten yourself up over the fact that you start things and <laughs> you lose your focus and you lose your energy, right? Yeah. And whether you beat yourself up saying you lack self-discipline or whatever the other things are. Let's go back to really knowing yourself, not making it better than it is, not making it worse than it is, mm -hmm. which we tend to do, which I think you'll agree with, right? Oh, <laughs> which absolutely. is some of, some of the points that you, you were mentioning kind of alluded to that too, that we make it a little worse than, than it really is. Mm -hmm. Some of us are starters. Some of us are great at starting things. We like the ideas. We like the start. We like that. And that is awesome. So instead of looking at this and making it wrong, why don't we look at this and make it right? So I'd say, wow, that's great. You start many endeavors. Do you know how many people aren't great at starting things? Yeah, good point. They need it already started and they're great finishers. And it's not just that people fall into two camps, but we're just making it simple right now. So if you're a great starter, that's great. I would work with it. And I'd say if there is something that you're working towards and it's a big goal, so you have great fun starting it, but then fizzle out, it's because the end is too far away. Yes, good point. So I would take a big goal, break it down into tiny little ones, and so you can celebrate. So it's always like you're starting something new. And then you can use your natural momentum and propensity to start things and focus when it's new. You can use that to your advantage. Yes, I love that. So, for example, if, the, if we were to find that she's great at starting things and this is part of her, her skill set, how do we use that skill set? And then how do we build on it and build on her ability to finish because that momentum will carry her forward and then she finishes, which will change the conversation about her. I always start things and never finish it. Right, exactly. Okay, so then we might find that she's not gonna jump to the conclusion of, I have no self-discipline anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right? So that's the different perspective that I wanted to offer because you brought a really good point and my mind went into a, a different spot. So, between those the, well they actually work together yeah they i do. mean uh, you have the that general outcome that some people avoid i would say a lot of people avoid answering the 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 big question right mm -hmm. what do i really want but then like you're offering uh when we start something along that path you know there might be much you know, many uh, uh what you call mini goals right along the journey, getting us, you know, to the outcome. Um, and like you're saying, maybe a, a win uh, or, or maybe multiple wins in this area, showing uh, Susan that starting something and maybe adding too many tasks to, you know, that goal, uh, and then maybe closing the gap a little bit, if I'm hearing you correctly, by reducing, you know, what it takes to finish. You said the end is too far away, right? So bringing up, you know, bringing that back end up uh, so that, you know, you can give yourself a win and start changing your self-perception uh, of a person who lacks discipline because it's really just not true. 
Yeah, it's not true because you'll actually be doing it. Exactly. <laughs> so. once, you're, once you're doing it, you can't say I'm lacking self-discipline, right? There you go. Because I'm go. doing it. Yeah. Right? Which goes to the her last point about this reinforces my my perception. Now, there's a couple things, um, you know, maybe in, a, in another call we can talk about that, um, about the perception that we have of ourselves yes. and, and um, how we sometimes pick things that reinforce that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm well, not, yeah, exactly. I'm I mean, good with people or I don't have self-discipline or whatever it happens to be. So that that's part of a larger discussion, but to, to deal with secret to self-discipline, if you want any secret, I'd say take a look at the things you do really well. Yes. Yeah. Find opportunities to do more of that. And that's a great way to put it. Find opportunities to do more of what you do well. Uh, or maybe, you know, another way to put it, I, I just had this conversation with someone the other day. Uh, it seemed as if no matter what we were talking about, she was finding, she was imagining ways to fail right? Instead, engage your imagination in a more useful way, right? Instead of it running wild, thinking of ways that you could fail, think of all the ways you could succeed. Think of all the ways that you could hit your mark and how you'd feel when you made it there. You know, engaging your imagination instead of uh, engaging your imagination on, you know, what has happened to you in the past, which is what you're bringing into your moment, maybe engage your imagination on how it's going to feel when you get this done, how great you're going to feel, and, and and maybe see how that influences the actions that you take as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I also like to maybe one more thing here before we close down this topic is um, I often find that self-discipline can feel like pushing or pulling because I find that could be an away from activity or a toward activity, right? I could be... Uh, you know, running away from the weight that, you know, I don't want. Therefore, I'm engaging my willpower to, you know, diet, if you will. Or I could be running toward being my most healthy, energetic self and hold that picture in my mind and let the, the ideas and the activities and the behaviors coalesce around what's pulling me into the future that I imagine. So that pushing and pulling can also have a huge influence on, you know, how you show up and how you behave in any situation. And of course, how you see yourself as the person that follows through on things that you start. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And to give yourself permission to get a little push before you start pulling yourself. Amen to that. It yeah. doesn't have to be just one or the other. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes we need a little push to get started. Yep. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, the push isn't necessary or, yep. or ideally we get the push and then we get pulled into where we want to go. Yeah. And we get pulled or we pull ourselves up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and the, to add to that, bringing it back to Susan's example is I'd look at those areas in her life where, you know, I think she probably has in mind something where she has started and, you know, doesn't, hasn't followed through as of yet. But if I were to have asked her, what areas of your life do you actually follow through and you don't think anything of it? She'll find that she has total self-discipline, but because it happens naturally, she doesn't think about it. Yeah, very true. 
Very so true. I would use those examples and then find out what prompted that to what prompted her to do it. Was it a push? Was it a pull? Was it a bit of both? Yeah, because it's a bit of both for all of us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Look in yeah. the areas where it is working, and then take your little recipe. Like, oh, I work, you know, after a push, and then I get a pull, and then I'm good. Great. Then transfer that into this new area that exactly you haven't been seeing results in as of yet. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing I brought it up at the beginning, only reason I bring it up here at the end, because we didn't really talk about it is, you know, in the book, I wrote that the, the major framework of your best is next is that your story influences your identity, who you think you are, what you believe about yourself to be true. And your identity directly shapes your destiny, the destination, the direction that your life is headed. So for Susan, you know, there's obviously a story here about self-discipline and about herself. Um, so, you know, look at their story, Susan. Look at, you know, how you might be carrying something with you that just isn't true and doesn't need to be there. So often, with stories especially, we don't revisit their veracity. We don't inspect their truth any longer. We just take them for granted, and we just they just kind of pass down generations. You know, how many times did you hear about great-grandpa's, you know, uh, you know, big fish at the lake and every year it got, you know, seven inches bigger, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we don't inspect the veracity of it any longer. And then one day we see a photograph of great grandpa and we go, oh, my gosh, that fish was only like 12 inches. I thought it was like five feet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and sometimes when we're assaulted with the truth of something, that's exactly what we need, you know, to help us see ourselves as we really are. So don't forget who you really are, Susan. You're a person who has the power to choose whatever direction your life wants to take. And you have all the energy to employ and all of the action you need to be as disciplined a person as you ever wanted to be. Agreed. Yes. End of pep talk. End of pep talk. And, and, um, I think we're really curious to know what um, what really stuck with Susan and and everybody else who's listening who might have shared her question too. I'd also be really curious um, what lands for her, what sticks with her and resonates. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can visit uh, our website, jeremyflag.com. And under the show here, there'll be some show notes if you're viewing in your podcast, uh, iTunes or Stitcher. You'll see some show notes, and uh, you'll be able to click there and go over to uh, this episode and go down to the comments section and tell us what you're thinking. You know, tell us how this affected you, how you might be taking action differently, how you might be seeing things, what perspectives helped you, and what gave you the shift. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, from from Susan and anyone else that shared Susan's question, I'd be really curious. That's right. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for letting me uh, um, share in your podcast so that we can... Uh, we can focus on Susan's question. Yes. Well, thank you for joining me again. And uh, hey, if if it's up to you, if it's up to me, I'd have you on all the time, you know. But uh, <laughs> if pleasure. it interests you, I'd love to have you back sometime. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Sue. We'll talk to you next time. I look forward to it. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, 
Just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources, including notes from this episode. And while you're on the site, don't forget to tell us how this show helped you on your journey and be sure to take action in the comments section. For more information about my guest coach, Sue Thomas, just head over to suethomas.com where you can learn all about her. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show. Your feedback is appreciated. Hey, if you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag create you. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on create you and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be talking about the scientific discovery that will completely change your view of personal responsibility. You definitely don't want to miss it. So make sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud to make sure you get every episode. Until then, this has been Jeremy Flagg, reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you. You